Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Listening in the future on Wednesday, we're doing this episode live on TikTok because I believe, as a futurist, the next wave, like in a year from now, because I saw a video on this, what's going to be big on TikTok is people who can stream for a while. And if you remember, um, in the fifth element, remember the character that Chris Tucker played that was like always going live and he had his own channel? That's what the world is going to be. This like black mirror commodification of like long-term lifelong streaming. Like, you know how they're always like, we just want to keep you on the app. That's right. So I don't know when you have time to watch other people if you're always streaming, but I'm going to tap into this now because per usual- Ruby Rod. Ruby, I'm ahead of the curve and it's going to come back to bite me. But here I go. Also trying to be- that positive force for women out there to combat combat all of the like incel weird male podcasters that hate women. So here we are. Join the light side. Folks, here's how this podcast works. Emily fields all the questions. People DM Ask Eliza anything on Instagram. Ask your grandparents. At Ask Eliza. At Ask Eliza. Do not DM them to me. Every once in a while, I'll get a DM like, my girlfriend loves daffodils, but I hit him. What do I do? I will not answer them there. At Ask Eliza. And then Emily calls the finest of choices questions. And then we answer them here on the podcast. You want to send me some stars? You want to send me a corgi with a chubby butt? Then that's great. Um, So if you format your question, like if you write a coherent question here in the chat, I can try to read it. But for the most part, Emily has already chosen them. I'm trying to do everything at once. I'm fucking sweating. And (laughs) and it's hot in here and there's a heat wave in LA, but get used to it because the world's on fire. But the important thing is Kim Kardashian gets to throw a Minions birthday party for her kids and everybody gets to fuel up their jets and water their lawns. Okay, so you should not start with, hey, Emily. She's merely here to make me look good. (laughs) Okay. Emily, kick it. Hey, Liza, Emily, and the rest of the crew, love the podcast and your great takes on people's messy situations. I have a question for you, or rather, I'd love a suggestion. I'm a 49-year-old female married with two teenage kids. My sister, 54, is getting married in a few months. It's her second marriage, and especially given how dreadful her first husband was, I'm super happy for her. Her fiance adores her, and they are loving their life together. I'm writing to see if you have any suggestions for wedding gifts. Some important context. 
My sister's fiance is very, sister's very fish. wealthy. Okay. <laughs> large estate plus a large New York City condo, beach house, and apartment in a European country. You get the idea. They're very generous and try to include extended family as much as possible, even though none of us are in the same tax bracket. For example, they're putting everyone up in NYC for the wedding. My husband and I do well in our careers and have a nice life, vacations, nice house, nothing close to what they have, which is totally fine. I'm not trying to compete since that's not what I'm about at all. But I do want to get them something to show how much I love my sister and how happy I am for her. Anything money-related, gift card to a nice restaurant, for example, just no, seems No, no one dumb. wants your crusty gift card to like what you think <laughs> is a nice Applebee's. No. They're not setting up a new household together. They already have four or starting a family. Right. It's five like a marriage. children between them. Yes. I'm already co-hosting a bridal luncheon for her, but what else can I do so I don't look like a cheapskate when nothing I could give could ever compare to what they okay. could do for themselves? We've talked about this before, and I actually talk about this, so this is going to be my top of the cob, but I actually talk about this. Emily, look, I have to send you one. <gasps> In my new book, All Things Aside, I have a whole chapter on what's appropriate when going to someone's house. I wanted to write like a modern Emily post, like really low stakes, low lift, like how to how to act like a fucking person. It's only one chapter. Here's the book. Uh, you can pre-order it. That's not why we did this live. I just forgot that it was sitting here. The whole purpose of going to a wedding for poorer people, so like you, me, everyone else, minus this guy and his like dukedom, is to, it will be on Audible, but not yet. Um <laughs> is to like give a gift and help people in their life. But this is their second marriage and she's older and this guy's a lot of money. Honestly, a beautifully framed picture of the two of you is fine. They don't- Wait, for the, for the husband and wife, give them a picture of her and her sister? Yeah, like they have enough of the husband or a beautiful frame for, and like maybe a candid photo or something, something really personal because he doesn't care. Men are total gorillas and like they don't care. I mean, I look at the men that like come to my- parties and they're like, I got a bag of chips. I'm like, you're a homeowner. So you're not under any obligation, no matter who you are to break the bank. Like nobody's going to be like, wow, she, she got ganache on the cupcakes. Wow. It matters. Somebody in here wrote a good gift as a lawyer. Yeah. Make sure your <laughs> sister gets like that good prenup. But it's like, what can you give them that no one else can? You can give them a couple's massage. You put one hand on each person and you rub them down fully nude. And I'm just saying like something intimate, a nice frame, like a hundred bucks. She probably doesn't even expect anything. Maybe you like cook dinner for them, but like don't give it. The whole purpose of giving a gift when you're younger is that you feel shitty. Like I remember one time a friend like really wanted to go on a hike because we were like 24 and we all went on this miserable fucking hike. Ooh, a corgi to Topanga Canyon. And then she like made us drink like warm wine and eat chocolate cake after. And nobody had a good time, but that's what you want in your 20s. So- that's my answer. Something sweet or like low key, don't give one and be like, didn't you get it? And then write back to us about how she never said thank you. Maybe split the difference and it's a, get a photo of you and your sister and then a photo of the two of them in a nice frames. Get a photo of the sister and the new husband and then Photoshop him out with optional heads, just depending on how the relationship is going. And it can be like one of those like forest fire threats. And everything, every, like you can change the threat level. Can I say something about forest fires really quickly? Yeah. Here in Beverly Hills, which is where I don't live, but I drive through it sometimes. There is like a Beverly Hills fire department and they put out a thing every, this is hard to go live and do this. And they put out a thing every day that's like, <laughs> what's the fire threat? 
today? Is it red, orange, yellow? And people look at the colors. But there's also a statue of Grizzly the Bear, of Smokey the Bear next to it. But he's like kind of ripped because this is LA. But it's like, why does a bear who's here to warn us about global warming and forest fires have to like have bear abs? Like, why are we (laughs) sexualizing this bear? But they're like ripped fat dude abs. Like it's just like two layers to separate his pecs from his bear abs. Has anybody (laughs) else seen this? He has like two ripples of fur. And I'm like, you can't see a bear's muscles through his fur like that. But I think- but LA it's is like, like we need him looking some, fierce. Some gorillas are kind of like, you're like, is that gorilla kind of like have a man body? The gorillas <laughs> are shredded, but gorillas don't have fur. Like it's just like gorilla skin. Remember when Mr. Gorilla Burns skin. made a gorilla vest? But like yes. there's no reason for Smokey the Bear to be sexualized at all. And yet because it's LA, it's like we need to get him cool sculpt for his bear packs. <laughs> Anyway, he also doesn't need a shirt, right? Because it's hair, but it's just weird. We are doomed for sure. But that's the answer. Like, even if, don't, don't get her. She has a villa. Don't get her. I don't know. She probably wants adrenochrome. That's what rich people like. Freshly harvested no. from a traffic child. Yeah, that's what they like. All right. I think your picture idea is really nice. It's personal. It's, it's a nice touch. Maybe like write her a little letter. I was thinking on my 40th birthday of like writing Hand, handwritten letters to each person in my life that means something to say how much I love them. But I'm secretly doing it, hoping that they'll write me one back about how much yeah. they love me. I don't think they're going to. Okay. <laughs> Just make it a chain letter and say, if you don't reply to this, you will be cursed for mm-hmm. 10 years. Remember those? Remember email? Okay. I would get those in the mail, in paper mail. I got chain letters in like middle school. From like friends that were like, hey, just wanted to drop this curse on your doorstep. Thinner. Yeah. Okay. So rude. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And under the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. 
Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hey, Eliza and Emily, I, male, 30, have a wedding question for you. I'm getting married in three weeks. My fiance, 31 female, and I have been together for four years. A year ago, my fiance met a female colleague of mine. Oh my God, I thought you were going to say comic. Okay, colleague. (laughs) And immediately got cold, unfriendly, and possessive vibes from her. I'd always been friendly to this colleague, but there was never any romantic connection. Flash forward a year and needless to say, homegirl didn't get a wedding invitation because she didn't vibe with my soon-to-be wife. A handful of other colleagues got invited because my fiance and I both enjoy their company. Homegirl found out these other folks were invited and she wasn't and texted me three times asking to come. I tried to politely say, sorry, you aren't invited. She keeps trying to find a way in by asking if she can be so-and-so's plus one because they aren't bringing anyone. A week went by with no word from her. I thought she got it through her head that she wasn't invited. Then out of the blue, a male colleague in front of mine who is invited sent me a picture of him and homegirl flipping off the camera and asked if he can bring a plus two. He's already bringing his girlfriend. I told her again, she's not invited. At this point, I'm worried she'll just show up at the wedding and cause a real problem. I can't wait to get married to my favorite person in the whole world. And I'm worried this will ruin our day. Any suggestions on what to do with uninvited people persistently asking to come to your wedding? That is so weird. And your wife, like, had a sixth sense about this. Oh, yeah. Like, I would be interested to know, just from, like, an anthropological point of view, what your wife sensed. Like, what she cat sniffed out. Oh, somebody says change the location. No, do not do that. First of all, maybe higher security. I think people have this unfounded fear. Because we've had this before where someone's like, is my mother-in-law just going to show up? Are they just going to show up? That, I don't... That rarely happens. Now, this person does sound like threat-level midnight stalker. Yeah. And part of me is like, it's tough because it's a work situation, so you can't have a come to Jesus with her and be like, you know, can you like spray 
raccoon urine around her desk to ward her off or something. That's weird because if it were reversed and if you were a girl and there were a guy doing this, I would be like, get your husband involved. And I, I don't want to put it on your wife to call her up and be like, listen, Belinda, you're not fucking coming. She obviously, there's something really weird there. I would just sustain, maintain, focus on your wedding, have a security guard there. I would pull her aside and I would just be like, what's going on? Like we have a limited number of people. Like it's making me uncomfortable. You have to be okay. I always say this with making this person as uncomfortable as she's making you. Also for the folks at home, never flip off the camera. It is so <laughs> trashy. Like people in my meet and greets are always like, can flip it off? And I'm just like, it's, I don't do that. And I don't sign money. Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I, I, I think that they, he needs to talk, any colleagues he's invited, he needs to talk to, I think as awkward as it is and be like, look, this woman has been trying to come with all of you. She sent me this picture. I am not comfortable with her coming. Please do not bring her with you. This is what, like, get your side out there because she's clearly going to each of your colleagues like, hey, he wants me to go secretly. Please bring me with you. You need to, like, get ahead of this with your colleagues that are coming or one of them's going to get duped into bringing her. And I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Is there a reason she feels closer to you than you're letting on? I believe you that you're like, nothing's ever happened and it's unfortunate we live in a world where it's like, but did something happen? Are you guys like super close at work? Are you like best buds at work? Or is she kind of taking like a page from the incel playbook and she's like, well, he said hi to me once, therefore. Not right, just guys are creeps. close. Holly Mischief says, can HR help? I don't know. I, I don't know if you want to blow it up. This is really tough because it is outside of work that this is happening. I mean, here's the thing. It's like the sheer unadulterated confidence of someone who has been told no three mm. times and keeps trying to come. That's a level of, of crazy, like the, that that is yeah. sinking in with her is so scary. Sam's Talk 33 says, and I totally agree with this, and we give this advice a lot. She's living in his head now. He needs to let it go and stop giving her energy. Yeah. For sure. And that was like similar to what I said at the beginning. So I do want to circle back to what I said earlier. But like- you just got to like live your life. She's not going to show up to the wedding and there should be security there anyway. Do regular people just like have security? No, or like some don't. kid at the desk at the Marriott, whatever. If she shows up, you ask her to leave. You you don't ask her to leave. Actually, well, you, have you have a like big uncle friend. or like a huge aunt walk up and be like, hey, you got to go. Don't worry about it. And she should be embarrassed and back at work just pretend like it's never happened. Just be like, I don't know. My wife's handling it. Like just deflect, deflect. And then you might need to sack up and regulate. Have a plan. Just trust, like, let a best man in on this. Like, let a dude know, like, yes. hey, I want to focus on my wedding. Here's a picture of this woman. Could you keep an eye out so that I don't have to think about it? And like, this is your task for the day. You're going to keep this woman out of this wedding. Let a dude know and some girls that do CrossFit. Because people love to get <laughs> drunk and get handsy. So be like, I'm going to let them loose. I'm going to let squat thrust loose. <laughs> squat squat thrust loose if you don't squat act right. Thrust. But she's not going to show up to your wedding. And yeah. yes, per Emily's suggestion, like talk to the people that you invite and be like, this is actually very uncomfortable and like you're party to it now. Yeah, people, yeah. I, I say this every time. Weddings bring out, Madam Maple says, no, Eliza, regular people don't have security. Well, <laughs> you fucking should because you don't have to be famous to have a stalker. Um, <laughs> weddings bring cool, out, cool. It's, it's true. Like women get assaulted all the time. Um, weddings bring out the best and worst in people in the weirdest ways. And this is probably just exacerbating that maybe she has a crush on you, wants to be included. It's a real lesson in sociology. Like had she been cool in the first place, 
and not coveted you, and she would have gotten an invite. Ooh. Props to your wife. Please write back. Please have your wife call in. Call in. It's an 80s radio show. Please I want to know. Please don't call us. <laughs> Good day, AIA. I have an ongoing struggle with my mother that I'd like your take on. I'm British, but I've lived in that Japan. Is a struggle. Last- <laughs> I'm too polite. I've lived in Japan the last 14 plus years. Lived in Japan. You have to enunciate. Fully- oh. I'm British, but have lived in Japan the last 14 plus years, and I'm fully settled here. Married, house, dog, kid, and one more on the way. My parents are coming over to help out with one more dog on the way. All right, fine. Which I am hugely grateful for. My husband's parents are Japanese, but live really far away and can't come and help for their own health reasons. It's not that big of a They country. also have other grandkids where they live, whereas my kiddos are the only grandkids my parents have. We haven't seen my parents since right before the pandemic hit, <gasps> and it's been hard for them. I get it. My mother is a chronic spender and buyer of crap nobody wants or needs, and she keeps hounding me about buying stuff for the new baby. I've told her countless times, we don't need that much this time, and we have just moved house, both working full-time jobs. I'm 33 weeks pregnant. We have a four-year-old and a fluffy white dog. Yes. We still have boxes Good night, everywhere. Folks. <laughs> Wait, can I just pause <laughs> so, for a second? Somebody on here just said too much backstory. It sounds like a lot, but I always ask for context because people will ask life advice in a vacuum. Like, I don't like him, but he likes me. Advice? So we need the Sometimes, backstory to color it. And sometimes you'll find the real like issue mm-hmm. in the context of it. Like what the, what the question asker thinks is important as an important piece of the question. <laughs> so just to okay. review, this person is British. Her husband is Japanese. His parents are super old and live in Japan, but can't come visit. And they all live in Japan. Her parents are British, haven't been since the pan, haven't seen them since the pandemic. And they have a little kid and one on the way and a fluffy white dog who shall remain nameless. <laughs> Then our question asker does not want more crap, but the mother won't listen. I've had several come to Jesus's with her about mm-hmm. it. I've told her that she can what she can get us and when, and she still doesn't listen. I'm so worried that this behavior will continue when she's here and I'm stuck in the house with her and a newborn for three months. How can I get my mother to listen to and respect my boundaries? Thanks for awesome weekly podcast. Can't wait for Netflix special. And to see you in Japan in December. Yes, I will be in Japan in December. We're doing an Asia tour. So check it out at eliza.com slash tour. That's also why we decided to go live on a Sunday morning because Emily was like, people are are hanging out on Labor Day. And I'm like, but the rest of the world is on the internet. It's not just people in Minnesota. So um, someone says, don't let her come for three months, hire a nanny. Look, your mom needs to come and you haven't seen your parents. I get it. I hate to say this, but like, (laughs) I love my parents so much. Sometimes, especially with mothers and daughters, like I have a dog who's obstinate and I'll grab Tianfu and I'll be like, <laughs> no cookies on the bed. No cookies on the bed. It's been three years. And every night she's like, what if I had a cookie on the bed? Sometimes it's just not going to get through because they have a lifetime of doing it the other way. And that's your mom's, I hate to say this, like love language. So there has to be a way when she visits, you look her in the eye because this has all been over the phone. And you're just like, we have nowhere to put this stuff. Is there another way you can help because your mom's not going to listen. She's not. Like, she's like, we need this stuff. And it's it's her trauma as a, as a hoarder. So you're going to have to figure out a way to get okay with it or just like make it really uncomfortable in person. People are saying, don't let it bother you. But like, it's a lot of crap and you live in Japan. So you probably have like a tiny place. 
I am hoping that when the mother is actually staying there and sees what they actually have, she will not buy so much random crap when she's actually there, like seeing the baby's routine. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm kind of hoping she'll see like, oh, actually there's no space here. The baby already has this, this, and this. And then when she gets something extra, make her keep whatever she buys in her room, wherever she's staying in the house. Japan's like really good about like having like multiple products in one. Like it's a rice cooker, washing machine, remote. And so you can be like, mom, we have all of this here. People are like, just let her keep doing it. It also creates a lot of waste. So maybe once she sees it, three months, you sure about that? Maybe get her like a fun Japanese Airbnb, local Ryukon, something like that. But it's tough. I mean, I have had some very unkind words to my mom who like just wants to help. Is there a way to like wind your mom up and send her in like the right direction? Like I've told my mom, I'm like, I can't handle this right now. I know this sounds very like LA woo woo, but like, this is not my energy. And like, I'll just see her in my backyard, just like pulling furniture to where it should be. <laughs> like if you it, give, like, she'll just make a list. She'll be like, I measured your entire living room. Here's what you need. And then I have to buy it. But still, you wind them up. Very funny that you, you have a mother and you have a daughter and you were like, well, when my dog gets on the bed, the relationship between mothers and daughters is... Because I feel sometimes like my mom is my dog. Like I grab her and I'm like, stop it. That's not what we're doing right now. And they're just like, I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) No cookies on the bed. What about a cookie? What about cookie every day? I can't, my dog has learned nothing other than positive things. I I think she doesn't retain rules. I don't think it's even her going, I don't think it's her going, I'm not going to listen. I think it's her not remembering the day before and it's like 51st dates. Oh, I thought you were talking about the mom. I was like, I think she's not. No, I'm talking about your dog. dog. I don't know what's wrong with the dog and she's fine. She's just baby. A lot of people are saying barbiturates. How old are you? Or Xanax. It's Japan. Uh, You have to forget the rest of the world doesn't have like required access to opiates the way America does. Like we give them out with Halloween candy and the rest of the world is like, what do you need an Ambien for? Are you going in for surgery? (laughs) Just remember, like they don't even have NyQuil in most parts of the world. And we're just like drinking it all day like it's coffee. Ew. My family. Someone's got to like an ASMR. Oh, I don't like that. I did five sets last night and I'm not even going to lie by that fifth set. I was like to like lube up my throat. Before I kept talking. You do. Everybody does it. I don't care. I don't care. I saw your pictures and I was like, oh, big night. The last time I did five sets in LA, I had Blanche with me. And normally I have someone with me just to like, because my friends all get free drinks. But it was kind of nice just like doing it alone. Got to talk with people. Nice to just be out in the city, sweating. I came home. Noah was sleeping. And I just laid on the bathroom floor on my new rug and watched TikTok for an hour and ate toast. Here's the thing, because you make the comedy part seem so effortless, like you're just so quick and and smart and witty. The, yeah. the hardest part that I always thought watching you of your job is that your sets are at like 9, 10, 9, then 9, 27. And then I was like, God, you got to get from place to place. You got to park your car. You got to get out. You got to get the timing of it feels like the worst part of yeah. being a comedian. It is the hardest part. <laughs> is I hate waiting. So I back the shows like back to back. Yeah. And I'm just like flinging myself. It's only like a two square mile area because it's the improv and the comedy store. But can I tell you, it has taken a decade to get the valet at the Hollywood Improv to comply. 
Like for years I'd pull up and I'd be like, hey, I'm on the show. And I'd like point to my name on the marquee and they'd be like, it's $10. I'm like, it's not $10. I know it's free. Like we've talked about this with the manager and it was like always a conversation. Like they would just like do, and I'm like, you're not getting money. I cannot pay you to come to work. Yeah. And last night at the factory, I was like, I never play this club. I was like, if you make me park in that rapist alley behind your offices where my car can't fit, (laughs) I won't do your show. So we need to keep the car out front, keep it fucking running, and I'm not paying. And they still were like, it's $10. And I'm like, it's never happening. I'm literally never giving you $10. (laughs) That spot out front is where they used to keep one of uh, Bieber's Lamborghinis. Yeah, you can keep Justin Bieber's Lamborghini. You can keep my fucking mom Volvo, okay? I'm making the show run. (laughs) It's not even about who's a star. It's about like, I'm on the show. There's my name. Also, the manager just called you. I can say this in English or Spanish. I know that's not the issue. I think the issue is you're trying to get $10. You can't have it. You can't have it. I'm going to work. No. Okay. Okay. My family lives in the South in a state with nuts. I think maybe the most nuts abortion laws. Oh my God. I thought you meant like pecans. For a second, I did too. I was like, which state is that? The most nuts. grows the most nuts? Probably California. Okay. What was it? What was it? (laughs) My family lives in the South in a state with nuts. I think maybe the most nuts abortion laws. Oh, probably Texas. Maybe. Or my mom. Or like secretly like Mississippi that was like always not cool about it. Okay. Well, is it? Yeah. I mean, there's some stuff. It's a grab bag of horror. Yeah. Okay. Florida could be Florida. Really leading the way on cutting back civil rights. Okay. My mom has told me already her friends want to throw me a baby shower when the time comes in the small church I grew up in. I love that idea, especially because we had a Zoom wedding due to COVID and didn't really have celebrations with that. But with abortion ban, I don't want to go to that area pregnant. Ooh. I want a future baby. But if something happens where I need emergency care, yes. I don't want my options restricted by the heartless goblins in charge of the state. One, Absolutely. am I being too paranoid no, about this? That is correct. Two, how do I explain this clearly to our families? Thanks. That is clear and present. That is one of many very low stakes ramifications of these very restrictive abortion laws is that this doesn't just apply to women who have unwanted pregnancies and things like that. This is if you are carrying a child that you deeply want and something goes wrong, those doctors will not act on your behalf and you will bleed out. You will die from something totally preventable. You are 1000% right and you 1,000% should not go. And you can just say, exactly, you were very clear. Don't let them gaslight you. You are brilliant for thinking about this. Carrie.Noel209 says, um, I've thought about this stuff too, but like, I'm not pregnant. Um, I thought about this. I think about women. Do not go and lay it out just like that. Because I don't think people understand. Like, they're like, oh, all these people who just love having abortions. This is I medically mean- at your, to your disadvantage. If something happens, there's nothing that can be done. Do not go. And your mom's church friends can just fucking eat it. How do you feel about going for like a week? You think no, that's do not dangerous go. if you just go? God for fucking bid. You're in a car accident. God forbid Oof. you anything happens that puts the baby at risk. You are fucked. And I was about to say a sip and see. Someone just said that, which I had never heard of until I watched an episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta like a decade <laughs> ago. Because people are saying post-baby shower. The gifts will be just as valid. Now, you're not going to want to go when you've just had the baby because you're going to be exhausted and bleeding. They can all send gifts. You can do a virtual... Actually, no. A virtual baby shower sounds awful. People can send gifts 
and you can go when the baby's like three months old. This is about your mother wanting to honor you, but this is about you and the baby. So gifts travel, you do not. Do not fucking go. Yeah. Okay. So can you do it? I mean, when do babies get vaccinated and stuff? Because I, you know, you want the baby to be safe from all these people that are going to come visit it in this this southern church. So like I think the baby will need to be. Yeah. I mean, that's to be a whole other conversation. Sure. But you can just wait. Also, bring the baby when it's a year. That way, people can like hold the baby and squeeze its leg and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. this is your first lesson as a mother in doing what is right for you, and it doesn't matter what anybody else wants or anybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. I've had to do it with my baby. Like if you see another kid has like a runny nose, like not letting your kid, like there's, you have to be okay with being like, this is my child and this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Fuck everybody else. If anybody else feels that strongly about it, they can fucking send a gift. You know what? Travels, websites. They can go all over the world. Registries. Anyways, to our question answer, people <laughs> can still send you diaper towers through the mail. Don't go. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's such a good good call. Yeah. Don't go anyway, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like when you go, when the baby's like a year or something, you go back for its first birthday or something. And then the baby's like big or, enough to be like, hey, I'm here. Just don't. Nobody needs to go to a small church in the South and like, what's going to happen there? It connects to my bottom of the cob, which we'll review at the end. Okay. So they can all send you thoughts and prayers and Lord kisses and angel whispers and demon farts over the internet. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch. 
B-O-L-L-A-N-D branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Folks, this is the part of Ask Eliza Anything where we turn to Reddit, the end-all be-all for conservative male opinions. And we ask, we read one of the questions that a non-fan of the show or maybe fan posited to the internet with, am I the asshole? So this is, I think we still have the song. Yeah, but they can't hear it right now. They can't hear it, but when you watch, when you hear this episode, it's A-I-A on, wait, it's (laughs) A-I-T-A on A-I-A. That's your go-to. That's your go-to dance and song is like a little, like a little goblin dance. Like you look like you should be in a labyrinth. It's this. Um, there's a soundbite on TikTok and it's like a bee and you can put your head in it. It's like, with my hand held high. We sing it to our daughter. My husband sings it. He doesn't watch TikTok. My husband will be like, okay, it's like the 10th time you've sang that. A-I-T-A for canceling dinner and going home over something my boyfriend's dog, quote, did. I'll preface this by saying that I, 25 female, have been seeing Michael, 31 male, for a while. He's really funny, a bit too sarcastic, though, and we pretty much get along well. We've been dating for four months. And he was at the January 6th coup. Anyways, he's (laughs) a sweet guy. Michael likes the food I cook, and he wanted me to come to his house to cook him dinner and also meet his dog for the first time. I only saw him in pictures and videos. He's overprotective of him. I grabbed all I needed from the store and went over to his house. All went well. I met his dog when we sat down to talk. Suddenly, his dog started moving in a funny way. Michael was laughing while looking at me. I felt confused. I asked him what the dog was doing, and Michael said that the dog was telling him about me. I was like, um, okay. And then he flat out said that the dog thought I was ugly. (gasps) (laughs) This shocked me completely. I looked at Michael and asked if he was serious. He started explaining that his dog is, quote, like that with some people and that I shouldn't get offended over an animal's behavior. I write about this in my book. I felt horrible because I, as a person who always struggled with self-esteem, am no stranger to the word ugly. My issue wasn't with the dog, but with what Michael said. It's like he was indirectly giving his opinion about my looks and using his dog as an excuse. How long have they been dating? Four months. Long story short, we had an argument and I ended up canceling dinner and going home. Michael called several times. Then when I picked up, he was lashing out, saying I overreacted and that I cannot blame him and punish him for something his dog did. Fuck He advised me to get rid of the toxic sensitivity I have and deal with whatever insecurity I have as soon as possible. Because what happened will set the tone for our relationship and eventually our marriage later. He said I did that? respond, which caused another argument. My sister said I messed things up with my stupidity and that I should have laughed it off, but for some reason I wasn't able to. Did I overreact here? No. <laughs> I've never heard the phrase toxic sensitivity, and I would apply that to a lot of people of a younger generation. Like sometimes it's like, take it easy. There's no reason to call the woman you are dating ugly and the fact that not only did he lash out versus, hey, I'm really sorry. It was a joke. It wasn't funny. He doubled down. He lashed out. And then he was like, 
oh, this is going to be difficult for our future marriage is fucking narcissistic and insane. Run, do not walk from this psychopath because it will only get meaner and worse. I can't believe that he sat there with a straight face and said, oh, my doc thinks you're ugly. (laughs) Okay, it's really funny, but I have to say this too. There is this thing, and I talk about, I was holding up the book because I talk about this in my book, All Things Aside, which is available for pre-order. And the more people pre-order it, the better I look. Um, There's this like weird imperative that like, or there's this desire that women have for animal approval. Like men are like, this is my hideous dog. And and I don't know, she doesn't like you because women are supposed to be mother nature incarnate and we are supposed to be nurturing and sweet. So the idea of being, if like a dog rejects you, you feel it like in your ovaries. Like if you're at a park and you're single and a dog like growls at you in front of like, like you see like a hot guy and he's like, this is my dog, you know, Buttons and Buttons growls at you. It somehow is an indictment on your character. Because women are supposed to be like, well, it's like, oh, she must not like you. Like dogs are supposed to sense it. The dog is just, the dog, it doesn't mean anything. Someone asked if it was a Pomeranian. But there is this inextricable connection between women being liked by animals and it being a sign of you being evil if an animal growls or something. Meanwhile, Tianfu growls at Noah every time he walks in the room (laughs) and then like cuddles up with him. So she's just baby. People also want to know the dog's breed. They don't seem to give that info. They, they didn't say- No I, dog is I able just, to discern if you're ugly or not. But it, also the fact that he said like, oh, she's just telling me about you. Like, she's just talking to me about you. Oh, she thinks you're ugly. No, this like, guy, listen to me, will hit you one day. <laughs> so it's, and, and putting it on, it's so fucking weird. Please, I hope she runs and doesn't walk before she ends up in several pieces in a box in his closet. The worst thing about these kinds of questions is where you see like her sister saying like, you're stupid. How could you do that? Imagine someone in your life like backing up that person. You're just like, this girl has no one around her if they're telling her no, except that he said his dog thinks you're ugly. Don't worry. The petulant internet is on your side for this one. Also, like he's, he's, how do you ever like get naked in front of someone who called you ugly? Oh, and didn't even call you it directly. He was his dog. Having sex and he's like, I'm really sorry my dog called you ugly. I think you're okay looking. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the am I the asshole? No, he is. And his dog probably just isn't, but needs to learn better. No, please run. Do not walk. Do you want to do another one that's very targeted to your abilities? What do you think, folks? Should we take another? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. AITA for not giving up my plane seat so a family could be all together. So I traveled home today from Greece. The flight was roughly 10 hours, and around this time of year, it's extremely hectic. I booked my ticket specifically to be closer to the front of the plane so I can be closer to the gate when it's time to get out. I hate traveling, so I spent a bit more money to be closer. Okay. When I got on the plane, a family of four approached me and asked if I could switch spots. Normally, I'd be okay with that, but switching spots would mean moving back 20 rows, which leaves me at an inconvenience, and I would not be getting my money's worth. I rejected and said that I would like to keep my seat. The woman said that I was being an asshole and I should just give up my seat so she could sit with her husband and kids. I said, respectfully, ma'am, your travel issues are not my problem. I'm keeping the seat I paid for. She ended up making a scene and basically said, wow, look at this asshole who can't even move seats so a family could all sit together. I said, maybe you should have booked ahead of time or spent more money on tickets so you all could sit together. This is not my issue. Grow up and get over it. I am not moving seats. End of story. I sat down. Her husband apologized to me for her behavior and said she hates traveling, but giving her the seat would have made things easier in the end. So AITA for not giving up my seat. Is it a flight from Greece 
Like, it's is a it a 10 like hour a, flight? It's an hour flight? 10. A 10 hour flight. I guess, okay, let me just say this. You're not the asshole. If you're connecting, then you want to be closer to the front of the plane. But if you're not, you're not really getting off that much faster. 20 rows is a lot. He paid also clearly for the comfort section. You paid, okay. Well, if they're in the same section, maybe it's a little different. No, but here's the thing. They're not in the same section. You're not in the same section. You paid for it. You paid for it. And she, you're right. She should have, like, there's other flights. Like, you should have taken that into consideration. Nobody's responsible for your family. And that reaction, well, you both hate traveling. She's like, I'm sorry, my wife hates traveling. You're like, so do I. And that's why I booked this seat. No, you're not the asshole. I routinely, I feel like, 50-50 when I'm on a plane get asked to give up my seat. Always for like a middle seat. So like a woman with a baby and her husband can sit together. And usually I get bullied into it and wind up in a middle seat and I'm angry. That's fucked up. And also it's kind of on the airline to like puzzle that together and accommodate people. Let's say you're all, let's say we're all in first class, okay? I like a window, but if it's like an hour flight and it's like somebody really needs it, like fucking fine. Usually all things are equal there. And I think in coach- because they have so many gradients, like so many ways that they upcharge you for like, this one comes with one extra tissue. This one comes with two puke bags. So yeah, or she could have paid, had she said pay for the difference, like, all right, here's a hundred dollars. But you still, the point is it's the comfort, it's 10 fucking hours and there's two parents and two kids, right? So split up. You don't need to all be together. You're going to be passed out and your kids will be watching Coco Melon anyway. People, I always (laughs) say, if you want to see what the apocalypse is going to be like, go to any airport. People lose their fucking minds in a pressurized cabin. I'm now remembering that the one time I flew internationally to England, the other three members of my family sat together and I sat alone. That's probably for the best. And you know what? Yes, it takes a village, but like you don't have kids and you don't have your kid there and it's not on you. God, I'll never... That flight, I took a flight from England back to LA, London back to LA, and there was a family with like three kids and they were letting their kids, and it was first class, like very expensive, like virgin first class. And they were letting their kids run up and down the aisles, which I'm okay with for a little bit, but the kids were like touching people and the parents were just watching TV. I was like, at least act engaged. Like your kid cries, I get it. There's nothing you can do, but like this isn't on all of us to like endure your children, especially if you're not paying attention. Attention, attention. Anyways, fuck that family. Ew. And they were yeah. in the lounge. Ew. Yeah. You notice they weren't trying to trade. Now, if they had taken their more expensive seats from the front and said, hey, can we trade the people in the back so oh. that we can sit together in the back? It would have been a baby kissing party. Yeah. You don't have to apologize for having your children. You don't have to apologize if your baby is crying, but you can control your own throat as a woman <laughs> or a man yelling at other people. You heard me. Control your throat. Control your throat, America. I can't wait for my bottom of the cob. All right, hold your horses. I can't wait to tee off on this. I was going to make a TikTok about it. I still might, but then I have to use the green screen. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Baby, Snow Peach, and Little Baby Tree Frog. I am a huge fan, longtime pod listener, have all your Netflix specials practically memorized. This one's a sticky one. I, female, 20, have been training at a CrossFit gym for a couple of years now. One of the coaches, we'll call her Paige, has been one of my best friends since I was 10 in gymnastics. Our head gym coach gym owner, Chad, is married with two kids in his late 30s. My friend and our coach have always been too close, but we brushed off the comments and hoped the best for them. 
only come to find out they have been having an affair for years. According to Chad, Paige only started dating her current boyfriend so her parents won't get suspicious about Paige and Chad's relationship and doesn't actually love him. Wait, she only makes her why BF am I lost? think she loves him. I'm sorry, I was holding the dog. Paige sorry. And Chad are secretly sleeping together even though Chad has a family. Paige is now dating a man just as a cover so that her parents don't think she's too close to Chad. Who has a family, got it. Who has a family. Upon Chad's wife knowing about the affair, they supposedly put an end to it and she has fired Paige. Chad, of course, is making everyone feel bad for him and trying to come out this without anyone knowing the truth and suck out their sympathy because he's a lying snake. Problem. Paige is one of my closest friends and no one knows their secret other than me and a couple others, but they don't know that we all know and Paige's boyfriend has no idea. I want to confront her about the affair and her lies and possible cheating and faking a relationship with an amazing boy who is deeply in love with her because it's not fair to him. However, I discovered all of this through my own boyfriend who I swore I would keep the secret. Who's also sleeping with Chad. (laughs) I don't know where I stand morally. Do I confront Paige? Do I keep being friends with Paige if she has been faithful to her boyfriend? How do I handle having to be around my coach who I despise down to his lying, cheating core? Can you, I know this is going to sound like a novel concept and I know there's only, can you switch CrossFit gyms? Or is there, have you only, have you found the only CrossFit gym in the world? Yes, but Paige is her very close friend and she knows Paige was cheating through her boyfriend. Paige didn't tell her. So Paige doesn't know she knows. First of all, you got to talk to Paige. Second of all, I don't know if I could be friends with someone who was doing all of this. It's one thing. It's one thing to be in a relationship with someone who's cheating on their spouse. But then I don't think this is true, but you're saying she deliberately went out and got a boyfriend just so her parents, what? Who she doesn't like who she doesn't like just so her parents wouldn't admonish her for dating a married man. Your friend is so fucked up morally. Like, why are you friends with this person? You got to sit down and you got to say, yo, I know what's going on and it's really making it difficult to be friends with you. That's it. Like, why do women get so caught up and like, it's really horrible, but I don't want to offend another woman. You got to set your friends, set it straight and then maybe distance yourself from her. And, and you and like, don't have to say where you Orange got the theory info. or something. What? She doesn't have to say because her boyfriend told her, and her boyfriend said, "Don't tell anyone I told you that they were cheating." No. So you don't have to say where you got the info. At this point, if he knows, fucking cares where you got know. it. But what is this imperative to like protect the secret and the source of where you found out they are doing something wrong? You don't want to get in between. You don't want to be a part of this. So you sit with your friend and be like, "Look, here's what I know." Who cares who told who? She's the one doing something wrong. He's the one doing something wrong. And I would put some distance between you and this friend. Like, is this the kind of person you want in your life? Again, it's not even like I'm dating this guy and he's married and I'm delusional. She like also went out and involved another guy. And now you've got to like know that guy and now you're complicit and you're just fucking up this guy's life. Yeah. So say what you know and be like, I just need some distance from you. This is super fucked up. Probably won't be yeah. friends soon anyway because she's probably going to end up getting murdered. Well, and if she's like, look, you're right uh, and breaks up with the boyfriend and wants to do better, fine. But yeah, you're it's it's gross. It just speaks more about her morally. This is never an isolated incident. Like, look, people cheat, they make mistakes, but this is really going out of her way. So this probably seeps into other areas of her shitty life. And then, uh-huh. yeah, go flip some tires. 
Then get back to CrossFit where you're throwing up before work, power loading protein, and throwing chain link fences at each other. CrossFit. <laughs> CrossFit. Fucking CrossFit getting shredded for my desk job. <laughs> I was in the military and I need something that gives me that same sensation while I code. <laughs> Oops, I pulled a hammy. <laughs> Hi, Eliza and Emily. I was listening to the recent Graveyard Chef episode. I believe that was last week. That was episode and- 203, Graveyard Chef, which was an accident. And then we were like, oh, Graveyard Chef's funny because I said chef, <laughs> but I heard chef. And the 27-year-old listener sounds similar to my experience of dating. I'm a 32-year-old Australian woman, and I'm in the process of getting myself a 32-year-old Australian shepherd. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? I'm a 32-year-old Australian shepherd. Sorry. (laughs) I'm in the process of getting myself diagnosed with ADHD. I met with a psychiatrist this week, and he agrees that I have it. Anyways, I have had issues with ex-boyfriends saying I'm too talkative, too expressive with my emotions, the kind of woman that they want, but just too much. To the listener, I want to say it sucks that men don't always appreciate the bright energy that you are. It's the energy that your friends love you for. To Eliza and Emily, I want to ask any advice for a therapized 32-year-old woman who is going on date after date and getting nowhere. I truly think my ADHD extra personality is not traditionally feminine, not calm and quiet, and I refuse to fundamentally change, nor can I, but I don't think most men are willing to get to know me. Love the podcast and special thanks so much, Sarah from Brisbane. Brisbane. What if I was like, listen, you really need to tone it down. You have to, if men don't like you, then you're worthless. Look, the ADHD (laughs) thing, like whatever, Usually it's diagnosed within like a scholastic setting. You can't change who you are. Not as much in women. Fine, not as much. Most things aren't diagnosed in women, but like, I don't know. Is No, what is the question? Are you dimming your light and not? No, you be you and you will find someone who fits perfectly. I sing, party till I die. And my husband deals with it. I think about the fact that like some of the grossest people you know will be married, right? And you're like, how did they get married? But then you're like, but look at who they're married to. I would never want that relationship. Like, no, you can't have an easy relationship because you're like, quote unquote, too much, but you wouldn't want one. You want someone who fits what you are. And also, what is too much? Like, what the fuck does that mean? You're, You're a woman who thinks? You're a woman who like verbalizes stuff? You've got energy? How come when a guy does it, it's like, oh, he's just so quirky. He's a stand-up comedian. Someone says, she's just blaming it on her ADD. Ooh, rough. Look, I don't know what you're like. You might be annoying. There is that version. I definitely have met girls where it's just like, oh my God, take it down a peg. I guess the question is, how many guys have you dated? Do they, like, sometimes, I guess the question is, how many dates are you really going on? Because if you went out with like three guys and they were like, it's a lot. If you go out with enough people and they're like, you're a lot, you have to ask yourself like, where's this coming from? Like, do I feel the need to fill every moment, every silent moment with something? Do I feel the need to always talk about myself? Maybe it is something personal or there's a guy out there for you and you're not a lot. That's it. Someone's asking if it's a pattern. I mean, there is a fine line and I don't know enough. My gut reaction is like, you keep being you and somebody will be into it. Do you really want to change who you are? The question she's referring to from last week was the one where the guy was very quiet and the girl was very like yes. kind of chatty and and he just was like, ugh, I don't like it. You talk too much. I, I, I want to say this as I, as I interrupt you. There's you talk too much, which is always a red flag. Mm-hmm. There's you 
if you talk too much, there is a grace to a conversation. Is this you're interrupting other people while they're speaking? Is this you're not asking them questions? Because there's like gradient within talk too much. And somebody says, is this men in your life or other people? Have other people given you that feedback? That might be more valid versus like a dude being intimidated. Also, how hot are you? Okay. I, well, there is that other thing of like, so people have ADD, people who are on the spectrum, like anything where there's this idea of masking, where you you cover that part of yourself. Where you get really butch and you like get a short haircut, (laughs) masking. And you, you change yourself to fit in. And I think you don't do that, but like you said, because there is a way to have a conversation, like do look at yourself and just see, is there, is there. Could you be a better conversationalist? Could you be a better Probably conversationalist? Probably everyone could. Ask the other people in your life and be okay with getting the feedback, okay? Ask friends, ask other women's. Interrupting conversations, someone says, is an ADHD symptom. You know what? We all have ADD. It's been diagnosed and literally everyone, not everyone, but there's, I have my issue and then there's, I'm kind of rude and unaware, uh-huh. okay? So if you really want to do the work, ask around. If this isn't a thing, And it is just insecure. There could be the version where the guys are being insecure. But if you really want to grow emotionally, ask around. Be like, ask your friends. And and be careful. Don't get the like, you're not too much. You're a boss diva queen. Fucking do whatever. Mm -hmm. No. Get that info. And just know that there's someone out there for you who likes you just the way you are. Unless you're annoying. And even then, there's someone out there. But it's all about how much work do you want to do? Anyway, people are making fun of my microphone, but like this is a podcast microphone and I'm it's connected well, but to that a Zoom microphone, recorder. People don't know on TikTok, they don't know. what it looks like or how it works because that's not connected to your phone. So they're not hearing your microphone. The microphone is for the podcast. I don't care what people think. I need this for the okay. podcast. We're doing a podcast and you guys can listen to this edited beautifully. Uh, Ask Eliza anything wherever fine podcasts are sold next <laughs> Wednesday. The episode 204. Someone says, having ADHD doesn't excuse us from adhering to social norms like interrupting. For sure. I just made that up. I didn't know. I don't know if she interrupts, but there's a fine line. So you've got to do that work. Yeah. This isn't a question, but rather a big endorsement for other listeners to take Eliza's advice. <gasps> Particularly when it comes to shutting down uncomfortable comments and questions from family, friends, and strangers, which Eliza, you get a lot of. A lot of people, I think because they see you as outspoken and willing to say things. So they're like, how do I say something and make someone shut up in like a funny, like smart Mm. way? So you get that a lot. Eliza's advice to make them just as uncomfortable as they're making you absolutely works. My soon-to-be father-in-law thought he was so hilarious when he started answering me every time I called for my fiance. Example, I call out, hey, babe, and father-in-law jumps in, yes, oh, not me. Every time. Every time this is not was funny. for months on end until I was finally sick of rolling my eyes. One night during dinner, I had a question for my fiance and said, hey, my love. And without fail, father-in-law chimes in with, uh, oh, yes. I looked at him and said, um, in your dreams, Eric. Ew. The man gasped <laughs> and turned beat red. Hardly looked at me the rest of the night and hasn't done his, yes, not me, bits nice. since. Thanks, Ask Eliza. P.S. Good for you. My fiance and I signed Green Bay. It was literally the first date night we'd had in years since COVID and having our baby girl in October 2020. You're amazing. And everything about the night was so special as that was also the first live comedy show either of us had been to. Okay, couple things. First of all, I love that you took it there. You could have taken it a step further with, I'm not going to fuck you, Eric. So get your dick limp. 
Uh, good for you. That's gross. Second of all, I remember that Green Bay show because it was very great there that day. I love that you had a good time. I, <laughs> I was very lonely up on that stage. They booked me into a massive venue and we, and it just was not full, <laughs> but I like to think, and then I, and then I got mad. I think like the mic cut out and I like got angry at the crew. I don't know. It was not oh, my God. finest hour. Um, but I'm really, but you know, professionalism prevailed and everybody had a good time and that's all I ever care about. Mm-hmm. So, but I remember that show. I also remember having, uh, I had cheese curds before and we bought a lot of cheese at like a dairy barn. Cause it's like you're in Wisconsin. You've got to get cheddar cheese. Cause when else are you ever going to see that again? <laughs> Load up. <laughs> Good for you though. Because also sometimes dads get stuck in this like loop where they like keep making these jokes. Um, sometimes you gotta be like, no, like awful. Good for you. That's great. And you know what? You didn't make him uncomfortable. You weren't extra rude. Like it was just like, it's enough. Like they get stuck in this loop of like, I'll just keep making the same joke. And they don't know. They yeah. don't know. And he'll never do it again. And you got away with it without being an asshole. So good for you. Nice. Yeah. I love in your oh, dreams, Eric. Dallas Van 94 says, any advice on how to stop people from saying polo every time someone says my name, Marco? Oh. <laughs> That's, you know what? No, because every name has their thing. And when I was growing up, it was, there's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza. Um, or it's just people outright making fun of Schlesinger. Oh, I'm I'm Higgins. So I always get Henry Higgins. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. Noah of like, apparently like the nadir of his existence was when they opened up Noah's bagels. It, it really doesn't, yeah. He gets like gluten-free. Or like Noah's Ark. Oh yeah. His last name, while not like the most beautiful last name, is Galuten, G-A-L-U-T-E-N. Even smart people are like, he's a chef and he's gluten-free. <laughs> people don't think that you've ever met anyone before. They're like, here's the first home to make a first joke. No one's ever going to know. So yeah. Marco, you just got to endure it. <laughs> top of the cob. Tip of the cab. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite, top of the cob. My bottom of the cob, and I, okay, okay. I was like, how do I bring this up while like admitting that I did something wrong, but then going in hard on other people who I don't give that same grace to. So I'm admitting that. I got married in like 2018. Emily, you were there. Uh, Was it that? I mean, that sounds right. The point is, If you think about life in the context of like a pandemic and how much more ubiquitous information is now and how much more aware, at least I am about the environment because I I can say that I've only come into like true awareness about horrific atrocities because of how much information there is on the internet. So I say that to not excuse, but look, I had a balloon sculpture at my wedding. It was on the ceiling and it was gorgeous. And it was only after that, that I, I guess became more in tune with how how much we are just wrecking this planet, okay? Now, it's easy to be like, how come you didn't know? And it's like, okay, not everybody always knew the information we know now. I apply that Mm -hmm. same logic to like Black Lives Matter. Like we had this whole movement and all of a sudden, every white person's like, you mean you didn't know? It's like people in mass were not as aware and that's why there's a movement. That's what coming into consciousness is, okay? So I say this because someone's gonna be like, you went off, but here's proof. Here's the receipt. You want a balloon sculpture. Yeah. And if I had to do it again, I wouldn't do it. But the information about how much we are raping this planet is out there. Like, if you're not aware of these things, like you're kind of choosing this ignorance. So had a balloon sculpture, wouldn't do it again. Was it fucking gorgeous? Yes. Okay. That was also a very long time ago. So 
My bottom of the cob is basically this. I'm not going to say the name because it's not about this person as much as this archetype of person. I was walking the dog this morning and I don't know why some one of like the real housewives popped in my head. I have not watched the show in over a decade. And I don't I think wish she's, you would. I'll tell you later. It's not about her. And I know I wish you would watch it. Oh God, no. Um, it's just, it's so bad for women. Like, is that what you want your mother to be? Like sitting in a ball gown screaming about how fertile she is at like 70 and like drunk in like a full face of makeup with stripper heels on? Like, is this what we want from women? I'm a good businesswoman. I do. And I'm I'm in Cabo with eight other women. Where's my fucking family? Okay. (laughs) Hey, Bart says, the sad thing is I think we're all became aware too late to reverse anything. I think enough people knew. Yeah, for sure. Oh, God. Okay, okay, okay. Look, it's a fun (laughs) podcast. Um, so I thought about this one, uh, this one woman and I was like, I wonder what she's up to because I always found her existence to be like a little weird. So I went and I looked and she had thrown a birthday party. I like scrolled a little too far back and she had thrown a birthday party for her kid. But the birthday party looked as many of these, we'll call them sort of like celebrity adjacent parties look where it's a little kid and there's hundreds of balloons and a massive cake and there's flowers and the kid is like four and it's done. And and you see the, like the Kardashians throw parties like this, big celebrities throw parties like this where it looks like a fucking bar mitzvah or a coronation for a child. And it's this aesthetic that we apply, this aesthetic of opulence for a child's birthday. Of course, the subtext being like, look how well we're doing. We're all famous. We can afford this, but it's just creating not only so much garbage for the world, like all of those balloons, all those flowers that are going to trash, all of these styrofoam, all of these toys, all of this everything, but it's setting this weird precedent that your child is to expect this and you're not a massive celebrity. Even if you are, it's a disgusting way to be, okay? Especially for like a one-year-old's birthday, Mike, we're going to have it at a public park and the cake is going to be made of fruit. And I'm just sort of disgusted by this applied aesthetic where everybody has a Facetune face. Every woman has like this big hair and you notice these types of women. And I don't want to make this about shaming women, but I do see this. They're more demonstrative like this. All the women in the picture, they've all got like plunging necklines. They're at this children's birthday party. You know what? Wear what you want to wear. But there's this desperation of being like, look, I can still fuck even though I had a kid. Look at my cap teeth and my giant hair and all of these giant balloons. We are famous. We are doing it. And the bios always say like, loves God, God first, Philippines, 34. There's this weird connection to like, opulence being next to godliness. And I know this is going to sound fully insane, but I remember reading Canterbury Tales and one of the women on the pilgrimage was the prioress who was like this religious woman, but she had on like beautiful clothes and like bejeweled crucifixes. And there is this like connection people make. Like if I like, and you see it with like local pastors and preachers that have like Rolexes and tons of money and lead these congregations you raping the planet, raising garbage kids and looking like a blow up doll has nothing to do with your devotion to your God. And it's this weird, I would be, it's embarrassing. And it's this, you notice this a lot. 
on Instagram, it's this like archetype of this like family. And it's like, we've got three kids. Here's all of our balloons. And we filled our house with orangutan hearts. God first, love God. And I think people do it as a way of being like, oh, but I'm a, I'm a good Christian. So clearly none of this is bad because I love God. And, and, and he's like, well, I'm spiritual. It's like, what are you actually doing? So I, what are you doing to make the world better or people better? And it's not about throwing kids birthday party. I think the balloons just really upset me. <laughs> and I just think it's kind of creepy. Like here I am, my teeth are bleached. I'm orange. God first. Ecclesiastics. Gymnastics 15. I hated the balloons only because I had to talk to multiple balloon artists. <laughs> you prior did. To your you did help me book those balloons. Um, and balloon artists are weird. I just think it's, um, there's nothing pious about it. And I could get off on, I could go off on the whole environmental part of it and how you're raising kids with these weird expectations and the world is burning and you're just eating an 80 foot cake made of rainforest soil but there's always the thing about God in there. Or like sometimes you mm. look at people whose whole lives is like 10 date ideas for couples night. Like here's Paisley's birthday party and it's all overdone, blown out, big hair, cat, like just this, this aesthetic. And it's always like, I'll see you at scripture. See you at church. Did you, did you see the eyes of Tammy Faye? I didn't see it, but I did want to. I, Jessica's performance is great. The movie itself was a little boring, but I think, her story and you look at the opulence that they had while they were yeah. preaching at such an it's it feels like an odd dynamic yet it so often goes hand in hand it's it's this thing i mean it is there is something to like if you love the lord so much give money to your leader so that he can live well and then you get, giving that money there's this tie between donating money and you think god cares someone just asked what my birthday party will be for we're going to have it at a public park just family. She's not even going to be given a cake. She's going to have a cake made of fruit or in our backyard. I just think it also, removing it from religion, there is this like demand that everybody look like a celebrity. And in, in Instagram, and social media exacerbates that. And you've got these people. I saw this one woman who's a nobody who like was like, I'm turning whatever, 50. And she had like a drone and she had a whole videographer come and video her birthday and she's like dressed up and it's, I watched the whole thing. It was like an hour, like a 10 minute long video of her partying, like with her kid. Like, what are we doing this for? So other people think you have like a record deal. What are we doing? Like, what about actual spirituality? What about connecting with your loved ones? Yeah. And I think it's because women are told that we aren't valuable unless we're fuckable and young. And so there is this desperation to look relevant and to show that you're doing well. But I just think it's sad. And I think we're ruining the planet in the process. It's not this woman's fault. And it's not just balloons. It is major corporations. But it's all kind of tied together. And the, and the pray, prayer thing is extra fucking weird. Now yeah. everyone's telling me what they're going to do for their kids' birthday parties. I just, it's okay to do nice things. But I just think the, the opulent kids' birthday parties is fucking, in the name of Christ, is fucking weird. It's my bottom of the cob. Balloons. My bottom has changed in the last 30 minutes because something horrible has happened to me in the last 30 minutes. Did you finally lose the here. foot? Is it finally my, fall off? My leg, I guess, I don't remember my leg feeling weird, but I like brushed my hand over it and my hand came away with parts of a bug and my leg is bleeding. 
and I don't know what happened or how, and it wasn't a mosquito, and I have blood on my leg, and I can't find the bug because I have such a thick carpet, and I don't know what bit me, and I'm scared. Whose blood is it? Is it yours or the bugs? It's, I think it's mine, Lick it. but I Lick don't it. know. Lick it. If it shocks you, then it's the bugs. It was just so shocking. <laughs> So that's it's probably that's a my roach. bottom. Okay. You're in a way it's both about bleeding out. Someone asks if it's a tick. You would see. I'm it. scared. I'm scared that that's what it was, but I think I that's why I need I don't know. That's what I'm scared of. You're going to get Lyme disease and then you're going to be as hot as Yolanda Hadid. Okay. <laughs> my my top of the cob um as I was writing it I was like, "Wait, my top of the cob is that this week I completed the audiobook of all <gasps> things aside in record uh-huh. time, may I add?" And it's tough because, of course, I want people to buy the audiobook, but because the New York Times is antiquated, purchasing of audiobooks doesn't count toward New York Times bestseller, which is annoying. And it's hard as a comic. Like, of course, people want to hear the audiobook, but if you still are able to read, please pick up my new book, All Things Aside, available for pre order. Get yours now. That way, we know yours is printed. Uh, forward by Margaret Cho. And I got all of my blurbs on the back from such esteemed people as Jimmy Kimmel, Rebecca Searle, who is the New York Times bestselling author of One Italian Summer, um, as well as several other books and a friend, Sharon Stone blurbed me, and Ted Sarandos, our Lord and Savior of Netflix. So (laughs) all things aside, get you a copy. Very proud of it. Very excited. Hopefully it's not in cursive. Yep, the whole book is in Middle English cursive. Pre-order it, that matters. Pre-order Pre-orders the book matter. itself. That first week of like sales and the pre-orders all add up and Thank that's you, how you get on a New York Times yes. bestseller list. Yes. Fred says, is it unabridged? Well, yeah. The audiobook. Why? It's, I read it word for word, verbatim. Okay. Sometimes people do abridged ones. Why? What's the point? You get half the book. No. <laughs> We're doing it. Folks, we did this so TikTok. You hear my top. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm so sorry. I'll look at your face. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I went to Dragon Con for the first time in like 12 or 13 years. Dragon Con? Drag- yeah. It's like a Comic Con, but in Atlanta. So not Drag Con. Very different. No. Dragon. Dragons. Dragon. Um, and I used to go with my dad every year when I lived here. And then I was gone for like nine years. So we went this year together yesterday. We had fun. We saw a lot of costumes. I met two men from Charmed. Big day for me. And the woman from Once Upon a Time. Big day for me. It was a big day for you. And uh, Two men from Charmed? <laughs> two men from the show Charmed. So like just extras. Like the guy that played no. the barista and like a Leo, gardener. the white lighter, and Chris, their, the son. <laughs> Why did you go to Dragon Con? Because it's like a, it's like a convention. It's fun. My dad and I go and we like people watch and we wander around and we go to panels and we check stuff out. Somebody like says, fun- oh my God, Charmed. Was it Leo? Never watched it. It was Leo and Chris and they are looking good. Ding, ding, Very ding. good. Leo and Wyatt. <laughs> so now this has just become- Leo and Chris. Wyatt was not there. Okay. I don't care <laughs> about you. <laughs> I like these TikTok people. We should always have an audience. I, I'm going to enhance this experience. I'm going to leave my desk where it is. And I encourage you, if you're listening to AIA, to join us. Although it's tough because it's like, we're doing this on a Sunday. So I don't know. We're going to have to like, well, solidify when we do TikToks live. When we give these files to Scott, because of the way that you're doing it, it might be really hard to edit. So we'll see if we do this. Deal with it, Scott. How we do this again. this gravy train for too long. Folks, 
If you have a question for Ask Eliza Anything, as you've seen, we expertly answer them. Uh, DM it to at Ask Eliza on Instagram. We do not or live Twitter. on TikTok. Or Twitter, which I don't have the password for, but Emily does. And I really like doing this live. I think this is the key to my financial future. <laughs> no, I really like doing this live. I like the live feedback. I've always wanted a live show. And oh, you pre ordered my book. Thank you so much. And what? Good work. Although I guess if you're listening, you're just hearing me be like, thank you, Sin City 57. Thank you. Thank you. So I'll I'll carve those out. I'll get better at this and it'll be so fun. And now we're blending medias together. So this was a lot of fun. And remember, (laughs) more authenticity, less fun. Oh, that's the other thing. (gasps) I hope you're still listening. (laughs) I'm just going to say, I went to that Real Housewife and- Whatever. I went to her Instagram page because I was walking the dog. I'm like, Tianfu's taking a dump. I'm just going to look at this. It's so hot outside. And it's like this weird aesthetic that you don't see as much anymore. Like with the invention of filters, like we all get it. You want to look at your face with like night walker eyes and a tan and everybody looks great. There's this weird thing. And I used to joke about this, how the whole internet's about like presenting something sexy, but not drawing your attention to it like a woman in a bikini and, in, and, she, and my whole joke is like, check out the grout work on these tiles behind me. The mm-hmm. subtext being like, look at my fucking body, look at me. So this girl is in the front. She's on a date with her husband. They're going to like probably a martini blues. And she's just like, love doing life with this guy. But you barely see him and it's just on her. She is in a full filter with like Hitler youth, blue eyes, and like a full spray tan. You can't even see her nose. And there's just music playing and she's just staring at the camera. Like, do you know how weird that is to be like, love my husband and then just stare at the camera, hoping people will be like, wow, you look so natural. Folks, we've been around for too long on the internet. Nobody thinks it's real. Actually, no, that's true. Kids do think that their faces should look like that. Stop with the filters. Stop with the... Like, at least just be honest. Be like, this is my fucking face and body. Love me. The filters, though, I think are passe. And I feel like the new generation is like, they're going to know that it's not real. I just think it's fucking creepy. That's all. Uh, Oh, and one more thing. Somebody asked if I'm watching House of the Dragon. Speaking of Dragon Con, I started Mm -hmm. watching it with Noah. Spoiler alert. Five minutes in, some guy gets his dick cut off and I turned it off. I can't. I, I think I, I can't do it anymore. Maybe it's because I'm a mother. Maybe it's because we went through a pandemic between this and the last Game of Thrones. I can't do the unabashed violence. And I think people who sign up for it are a little weird. I, I just can't do it anymore. I'm not. I'm, I'll watch the new Lord of the Rings. I'm not watching the new Game of Thrones. I'm I'm over it. I don't know how people, I don't, I, here's the thing. I'm so mad because you know they were going to do a spinoff starring Naomi Watts and then they canceled that and they made this one. Why would I watch this one? It Why took everything from one? me. They took everything from you. I also, I know what happens to House Targaryen 172 (laughs) years later. So spoiler alert, Daenerys goes crazy and dies. I just, I'm done. I'm done with the like, oh, it's just casual rape and mutilation. Like I'm good. So please help Emily Higgins. It's at, what's your TikTok? What's your shitty TikTok? Real E-M-H-I-G. Yeah. Help her get a thousand followers so she can be live with me on here. Folks, I'm at 203. All right. See you guys (laughs) on the internet. Okay. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.